Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, Brandon. John Clark here. John Clark. Yep. Some relation. Admittedly, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is so good to be with you. Uh, It's been about a month, maybe a few weeks since last time we uh, hosted. And uh, we're just excited to be with you this morning. I love Real Presence Live. I love this show and the topics we get to talk about, the guests we get to visit with. We have a really awesome first guest, by the way. So you're going to be excited to hear about that. But before we go any further, let's just begin and uh, set our hearts on prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for all you've given me. Please cover me with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in me with the gifts with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help me know your will and surrender to to it more completely. Father, please heal my negative emotions and any wounds in my heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive material, past, present, or to come known or unknown, against me, my relationships, and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, I forgive and ask forgiveness for my sins and failings, and ask that my whole person, body and, body and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values, be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, I bind and break the power and effect and and around uh, in and around me any all of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm me in any way. I command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave me peacefully and quietly. Jesus, I thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around me, dear Holy Spirit. Please fill any void in me with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for me and with me. Amen. Amen. And Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, as we mentioned, this is Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by... And this is John Clark. John Clark, and we are very, very happy to be with you today. John, uh, it's been a few weeks. How are things going since the last time we hosted? Actually, things are going really, really well. I'm, I'm, well this is like one of the first times that I can remember in a long time where I'm at a point now where all the craziness is past. And so yeah. now this week leading up to Christmas is really going to be, e- hopefully, easier yeah. to really focus on the meaning. Ah, uh, that's fantastic. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing very well as well. Uh, a lot of the Christmas shopping is out of the way. And so, again, like you said, just being able to uh, prepare my heart 
for the coming of Christ at Christmas is what I'm looking forward to over the next week. And uh, we're actually going to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. and how we can do that and uh, and really just prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus at Christmas time. Monsignor Gregory Schlesselman will be with us this morning to talk a little bit about that and how, you know, even if uh, there is the hustle and bustle, you know, and, and you're kind of a last-minute Christmas shopper, there still is a way to to prepare for that, mm-hmm. to prepare for Christmas, and we'll talk more about that. We're also going to be talking about the, the recent installation, about 11 days ago, of the new bishop of the Diocese of Crookston, Bishop Andrew Cousins. So very excited about that. Uh, there's lots of great things happening in the Diocese of Crookston with the new bishop. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we have Honor Our Fathers. So we're going to find out who is going to win the donuts this week. We have a lot of great priests all across the listening area and it's a great honor to be able to honor them and say thank you for the great ministry that they have. Yeah, it's it's really kind of neat too to to read the uh, you know the letter of the from the person that actually nominates the priest. Yeah. you can really truly see the love for that priest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned for that over the next couple hours. This is Real Presence Live. We are glad to be with you, and we are going to transition now into our first guest, who's just this awesome guy. We're we're so excited to have him. He's just been so awesome to the Real Presence Radio family, and I can't tell you how awesome of a time it is going to be to to have him on. And if you're wondering why I'm saying awesome so much, it's because Father Richard Kunst, who is our guest, just loves the word awesome. He thinks it's the most awesomest word ever. So good morning, Father. Thanks morning, for Father. being on with us. <laughs> good morning, guys. I, I, I always turn up the phone. Uh, just for a background for the people that are listening is that that awesome is the most overused word ever and so all the kids in my school they use the word linoleum in its place because i say that's that's my favorite word just rolls off the tongue so no more of the a word now it's linoleum so now they all call me father you're linoleum that that is like the most random word i before we get into this topic how did you come up with linoleum? I see. I can't well, even see it. it. Well, it just rolls off the tongue. It's just beautiful. Linoleum. It's, it's almost like a one-word song. It's like, okay, pick a random word. Okay, uh, linoleum. Like, who does that, Father? <laughs> I think you just started a new word. All the I sure now. hope so. I even tell, I even tell my, uh, uh, the kids in religious ed, the older kids, count how many times your religious ed director says the word awesome. Just count every week and make a game of it. It'll be more interesting. Do they ever report back to you? No, but DREs use that word more than anybody else. I swear. I got. I got to admit, I use it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sure do too. But now it's linoleum. (laughs) Now it's linoleum. All the listeners will. Yes, this is true. Well, Father, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Uh, We we have you on for a special reason because today, actually, December seventeenth, is Pope Francis's birthday. He was born on December 17th, 1936. He's 85 years old. And so we are celebrating his birthday today. And we thought, who better to have on to talk about the Pope than Father Richard Kunst, who has his papal artifacts, who has the second largest papal artifact collection outside of the Vatican, which is just amazing. I've had an opportunity to see a few of these things, and uh, some of the stuff is truly spectacular. So uh, thanks for being on with us to to talk about it. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about 
Pope Francis, maybe maybe a little bit of his history and um, and just any fun facts that you might have since it's his birthday today. Well, you know, I mean, I think a lot of us know some of the things that he is a first of. He's the first new world pope, you know, coming from South America. And he's the first pope to pick a totally unique name. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, ex- I didn't go back and check that, but it's been a long time since the pope used a name that hadn't been used by a predecessor. And then he's the first Jesuit pope as well. But uh, here's a little bit of a tidbit of information that I find quite interesting is that, that at 85 years old, he is now the sixth oldest pope in history. At least, uh, let me take that back. The sixth oldest pope that we can say in the last 800 years, because, you know, prior to that, our record keeping is, you know, not as precise. And so, of popes that we know for sure of their age, he is right now the sixth oldest pope. He, he surpassed John Paul II. And so, that's, that's, that's fairly interesting, I find. And in a little over a year, he'll be the fifth oldest pope. That is, that's really interesting, actually. Um, so, I, you um, tell us a little bit about the the papalartifacts dot com. What got you interested in, in church history? Can you give us a couple ideas on what you know? Yeah, I mean, prompted so that it, passion. It, it kind of actually started from a, a, a hobby as a kid. I used to collect cele- celebrity autographs, celebrity like politicians, particularly I was most interested in. But uh, uh, I quit seminary for a short time and uh, worked in politics. And during that period of time, I'd gotten a uh, an auction house catalog that had uh, a couple of uh, papal signatures in it. And obviously, I'd been in the seminary. I was very interested in, uh, you know, possibly still being a priest, but I'd quit the seminary for a while. And at that point, I was just shocked to see that Pope's autographs were actually, like, out there, that you could actually purchase them. I was, like, buying presidents, autographs, and, you know, other historical figures and celebrities. And so when I saw that, it kind of, like, totally changed my desire and so my... my uh, my collection went basically uh, to all things papal. I tell people, some people go postal, I went papal at that time. <laughs> and so uh, it tot- I totally went into papal autographs at first, because that's where my interest was, was in historical autographs. But then as the uh, Internet uh, came to be a real thing, then it was amazing what things were actually being made available that were different, that were uh, besides autographs, or directly connected to the person of the Pope. That's really interesting. So a question I have is, are these things sought after? Like, are there people that are vying to get these autographs and different artifacts and everything like that that you're having to, to barter with? Or, you know, how, how in demand are these types of things? It's not in demand like, uh, you know, baseball cards or coins or stamps. But the uh, the world of people artifacts is very... Um, uh, it's, it's. I'd say it's a relatively small group, but it's a very competitive group, and there are some people that are, have very deep pockets mm. that you can't compete with. You know, and, and so when we're talking about purchasing, we're not talking about purchasing relics. Okay, we're talking about purchasing historical artifacts associated with popes. Most of which, of course, ninety-five percent of which are not saints. You know, so we're not talking about relics. We're talking about things like you know some clothing items of popes that you know or autographs of popes. Uh, and so I just want to make the listeners, uh, uh, you know, clear on that. This is not like simony. And so, but uh, there, to go back to your question, it's a very, it's a very um, uh, uh, competitive market. And, you know, I've got the advantage of having the website, papalartifacts.com, that people reach out to me often before they come on to any type of auction house. And so the website has been very, very good for me in particular. 
And is that generally how you acquire all the artifacts? I acquire them primarily by uh, going to different auction houses. Most of the auction houses I deal with are actually in Europe. And so uh, that's where... That's where most of my things have come from. In the early days, eBay, believe it or not. But eBay doesn't really, I mean, you can't really find much on eBay these days. So these higher-end items tend to go to these foreign auctions. But uh, the website, certainly, I just, I mean, just it was probably about five or six months ago, I had somebody reach out to me from, from the website and offer me something that was amazing. It was a it was a papal ring from uh, Pope Pius II. And uh, it was actually a guy that was in Indiana that had this ring his grandpa had uh, a jewelry store, and it went through the family, and, and this ring was in the jewelry store's safe for like 50 years. And he said, I don't know what this is, and, you know, can you shed some light on it for me? And I ended up getting it from him. It's a great piece, an amazing piece. And so wow. sometimes things like that really are, are helpful for me with my website. So is your name out there, or, or how do people find your website? Because it seems like it would be something that's, that's kind of a, a niche Right, but if you're if you're um, uh, you know if you've got something and you want to seek it out, what do you do? You go to Google and you type in keywords. And if you type in papal artifact or Pope relic or any anything that's kind of somewhat similar to what I collect, my website's one of the first things that pops up. Ah, so you've got great SEO, search well, engine optimization. That's awesome. I, it, it, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> do um, are these are the artifacts on display somewhere? Uh, not currently, but I'm glad you asked that because um, we were going to do a, um, a full a show of the collection in 2020 in honor of John Paul II's 100th anniversary birth, uh, but that, of course, got delayed, and so we are just getting it going again, so it's going to be this coming uh, August. It'll be at the, at the deck in Duluth, Minnesota. It'll be a very large uh, event, and so it's called the Vatican Returns to Duluth because we did this once in 04 to raise funds for our uh, seminarians, and... Uh, so this is going to be raising funds, this new one, for um, uh, for our, our Catholic school and then uh, um, Star of the North maternity homes here in Duluth. And so uh, it's going to be a huge event. We've already got some celebrities coming to be keynote speakers. That I'm working also on one other uh, keynote speaker. But uh, it, it, I want it to be at a full public display permanently in Duluth at some point. Uh, but right now, the website's your best opportunity at papalartifacts.com. That sounds great. Well, we're visiting with Father Richard Kunst of the Diocese of Duluth about his papal artifacts collection. You can learn more and and see these artifacts as well at papalartifacts.com. We do need to step away for a break, so stay with us. We will be back as we continue with Father Richard Kunst, even diving into some of the most unique papal artifacts that he has. Stay tuned for that discussion when we return on Real Presence Live. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... (laughs) Uncle John. Uncle John. And we are having a great conversation with the most linoleum priest out of the Diocese of Duluth, Father Richard Kunst, talking about his papal artifacts collection, which, by the way, is the second largest papal artifacts collection outside of the Vatican. That is pretty cool, if I do say so myself. That is really cool. So Yeah, that, yeah I mean, it sounds like it's actually the largest outside of the Vatican. Sorry, largest outside of the Vatican, second largest total. Like Correct, exactly. Yeah. I want to be precise. Yes, that was my fault. That was totally not linoleum. <laughs> <laughs> so are you actively expanding your collection? You know, uh, John, I really slowed down a number of years ago because I've put the vast majority of what I've made in my life towards this collection. You know, I'm a priest. I have nothing other than a priest salary, and so it's not like I come from a wealthy family or anything. And and so I put my my three-quarters of my priestly salary has put towards this collection. I've realized as I've gotten older that I have nothing to retire on. And so I need to be a little bit conscious of that, and so my collecting has really slowed down. But, you know, from time to time, if an item is really nice, I go for it. You know, so, like, just for example, I just got, I just won an auction just the other day, and it's a, a letter from Napoleon Bonaparte, signed by Napoleon, to his uh, his foster child, who is a general in his army. And the whole content of the letter is about um, uh, taking over uh, Pope Pius VII's army in the Papal States, slowly creeping up on the army to take it over. And so I, I obviously purchased that item not because it was signed by a pope, but because it had great people content. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. really, that is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. very linoleum. You, you know, Father, you, you mentioned that. that That's pretty unique. What other unique items do you have in your artifacts collection that people might be interested to know about? Well, you know, I... I mean, I, I, where do you start? You know, I mean, the, the, the website is really good for that. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I 
I would say that usually one of the first things I would mention is that, you know, uh, I've got the full set of seals of the papal conclave that uh, sealed the doors shut for John Paul II's election. So there's four exterior doors to the Sistine Chapel, and they seal them shut. And I've got um, all the seals from that from that election. And so that, that usually ranks fairly high because John Paul is really my uh, my true hero and inspiration in my in my uh, papal collecting. He's my favorite saint, my favorite pope. And so anything with him is really goes up towards the top of my favorites. I've got also his Cardinal Ducetto that Pope Paul VI actually put on his head when he was made a cardinal in 1967. Wow. So uh, that's pretty sweet. You know, uh, I've got the chasuble, the bass vestments that John Paul II wore at World Youth Day Denver in 1993. And so those are John Paul things. I got, I mean, I got things dating back. I got just recently. I got a. Um, uh, I'd say probably about a year ago now, I got a document from the, the year 1177, a very large parchment document, signed by uh, a pope. The pope at the time was Alexander III, and it's signed by three future popes as well as cardinals. And so on one document from the year 1177, it's four papal autographs on this parchment. And that's a, that was a, a fairly large purchase. Well, actually, it wasn't even a purchase. It was a trade a few years ago, about a year ago. Wow. So it's it's... Pope Francis's birthday. Do you have any artifacts from Pope Francis? I do. I do. I've got. I've got um, uh, a few items. Not a lot from Francis, but I've got uh, like a, a photo of his con- the conclave right when he was elected. It's a picture of him with all the cardinals in the Sistine Chapel, and it's signed by about forty of his electors of, of the cardinals. That one photograph, and then uh, um, I've got his zucchetto, one of his zucchettos. And that's the little white skull cap on the top of his head. Then I also have a baseball that he signed. What? That it's, in fact, it, I brought it to, to a papal audience and asked him to sign it nice. myself. And so he that's signed unique. that as well. Yeah, that is unique. Not a lot of people um, sign baseballs out there. Although I, I kind of did start the trend. And so it's like after I did it, uh, I saw a lot of people on the Internet <laughs> making <laughs> the same attempt and doing it as well. Ah, that's fantastic. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Father Richard Kunst of the Diocese of Fargo about his papal Duluth. artifacts. Duluth. Gosh. The Diocese of Duluth. Man. My bishop will be very upset if Can he hears that. Yep. I just need like a whole lot of fact-checking this morning, I guess. <laughs> Diocese of Duluth, and we are talking about his papal artifacts collection. You know, you know a lot about, there, there's lots of artifacts, right? So I'm guessing you need to do your research and stuff like that. How do you make sure that these things are authentic? How do you verify them so that when you add it to your collection, you know that it's the real deal? Right. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I'm not specialized training or anything like that, but I've been doing this for many, many years. And so I I tend to be the guy that people go to. And so because of my website, I'll have lots of contacts, even from auction houses and different websites that will reach out to me to authenticate things. I don't, I'm not as good as authenticating autographs as I am, like, memorabilia that the folks used or wore. I'm better at that. Uh, but uh, certainly there are things that come my way that are fake. And usually I have a fairly good luck about returning them, because you can't really tell until you get it in your hand, you know? Right. But uh, um, uh, so it's just, a, it's just a matter of experience, and I'm very, very careful about this sort of stuff. I don't want anything in the collection that compromises the integrity of the collection by mm-hmm. saying somebody saying, well, that's fake, you know. You've got a number of um, a number of items, of course, but you have a page on your website called uh, Papal History, and if you scroll down to the bottom of that page, it says St. Peter. Right. I clicked on that, and it, I couldn't get it to open. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, well, you better you better ask your nephew to help you out. <laughs> well, what artifact do you have from Pope St. Peter? Oh, I've got his autograph. I'm just kidding. No, I've got um, I've got so fake if, news. If you go to, <laughs> if you go, if, yeah, I've got a fish that he caught. So I got I got that little coin that he got that Jesus got. <laughs> so the rock no, that he go, was on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you go, if you go to uh, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. And you go to the very, you see the very front of the church. It's uh, Bernini's, um, uh, um, uh, the altar of the chair. And inside this, it's this huge, huge bronze statue of the chair that Peter quite literally sat on, that is Cathedral. And inside of that big Bernini uh, bronze is the actual chair. You can't see it, but it's in there, the purported chair that Peter himself sat on. So what, what I have of Peter is a fairly ornate reliquary. It's got the cross keys and the tear in it, fairly old, and it's got a sliver of the actual chair that Peter sat on. I want to ask you about another tab underneath or drop down underneath papal history, and that's anti-popes. Yes. I wonder how many people listening know that we have had an anti-pope. Yeah, we've had several of them. Uh, So an anti-pope is basically somebody who claimed to be the pope, and we're not talking about any Tom, Dick, or Harry. You know, we're talking about people that had a claim that maybe had cardinals support them after a contested papal election, or somebody else who had other clergy in the very earliest days say, no, this guy's the real pope. And so these aren't just, you know, people that had, uh, like, say, you know, I mean, emotional problems. These are, these are people that really might have had some sort of an argument based on people who were supporting them. But we look back on history and say, no, they weren't really legit. And so... Uh, the only item I have from an anti-pope is anti-pope John XXIII, and so uh, I think he's in the 1400s. And it's just a it's just a seal, uh, a lead seal that was taken from one of his papal bulls, and so uh, uh, so that's the only thing I have from an anti-pope. Most of the anti-popes are fairly early on, and so the, the earlier you get, the less chance you are going to have something that's of legit, you know, that's real. Very interesting. So we have a few minutes left here, Father. Let's talk more about your event that is coming up in August at the deck in Duluth, the Vatican Returns. This is your papal artifact collection. Is this going to be a a small sampling? Are you going to have the full collection? What is this going to look like, and why should people come out for it? Yeah, the uh, you know we just relaunched this thing. Uh, It's been on hold for two years. And uh, just had a meeting last night about the relaunch. And so uh, it's not going to be the full collection because the collection is too big. It's just too unwieldy to, de- to deal with, to put the whole thing on collect, uh, display for just a few days. So we're going to pick the ones that are most interesting, the, uh, the items that are that would draw most attention and maybe make people amazed to see. And so there'll be hundreds of items there. And uh, it'll be it'll be worth the visit. It'll be Duluth is beautiful in August, so we purposely picked August so mm-hmm. it would draw people in for the, uh, the event. Anyhow, it's going to be the uh, the weekend of the August middle August. Like I, the dates off the top of my head is I think eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, twenty first, right around right around there. You'll see whatever weekend that is, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great event. It's it's really we did this in '04, like I said, uh, much smaller. Nobody knew about the collection back then. It was a smaller collection. We still had a huge amount of people show up this is these things are the things that i deal with on a daily basis are the type of things that really draw people in people are amazed to see what's in the collection and uh this is a really big draw anything vatican related people find mysterious yeah well and it supports a great cause two great causes catholic schools in 
the Diocese of Duluth, and then also Star of the North Maternity Center. And we know just how important those those maternity centers are yes. for uh, for our communities. Uh, and you also said that you have some celebrities going. Are you able to just kind of give us a teaser on, on who yeah. we might see? I mean, I mean, the uh, so on the first night or on one of the nights where we have so I so I you know been working with the TV show, the History Channel's TV show, um, uh, Pawn Stars for about twelve years now. So the main expert on that TV show's name is Mark Hal Patton. Your listeners might remember seeing him. He looks like a Quaker. He's got a big long beard. They call him the beard of knowledge and the straw hat all the time. And so whenever he has something that comes into the show that that he wants some guidance on that's Catholic related, he calls me. And so I've been doing that for a long time with him. And and so he's going to be here, Mark Hal Patton. Uh, he's quite well known guy for people that love the History Channel. And then uh, I was working on we had Cardinal Burke initially for the 2020 and uh you know obviously that got delayed and then he got covid he got really sick and so yeah. i'm still trying to work with his office and i'm trying to also work with cardinal harvey who is the head of the papal household under john paul ii he's from wisconsin as well so i've been reaching out to him and so i want a cardinal to be one we already had burke lined up but i don't know where burke is i haven't heard back from him since i uh, reached out to him about a month ago and then uh you know, we'll we'll see what else from there, but we'll we'll get somebody. My my goal is, is is Burke or Harvey at this time, the Cardinals. Awesome, and I did look up those dates. Uh, Thursday the eighteenth, Friday is the nineteenth, the twentieth is Saturday, and twenty first is Sunday. So, uh, is it going to be those four days or three of those days? It, it, it's going to be so Thursday is going to be set up time that's not going to be open to the public, but then Friday, Saturday, and then half of Sunday. Awesome. Be sure to check it out. You can also find out more about the Papal Artifacts Collection at papalartifacts.com. Father Richard Kunz, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Brandon and John. God Thank bless. You. Yes, God bless you. All right. Well, how can you avoid getting caught up in the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season? That's what we're going to talk about next with Monsignor Gregory Schlesemann when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.